0: And now, have you seen the return of, of things like, you know, home inspection clauses and financing yeah. conditions? And yes. I mean, not too long ago, it was like, what are you talking yeah, about conditions? Like, that's right. If you want this place, you better not have any conditions. That's right. right. But, uh, but so those things are kind of starting to come back. Thankfully, those conditions along with other conditions that
1: are slowing the process down.
0: Greetings friends, this is Jamie Smith and I'm a Title Plus consultant with LawPro and this is the In Closing podcast where I'll be discussing topics important to the real estate community in hopefully a digestible manner Uh, and whether you are a real estate professional, lender, broker, home buyer, lawyer, whatever the case may be, we hope to have some insight from our guests that can help you in your career. In this episode, we'll be discussing ideas on growing and marketing your firm with London lawyer, Bassam Lazar. Now, Bassam is absolute wealth of information. Uh, Fantastic guy, great follow on LinkedIn, so check him out on there. But he is an active member of the Middlesex Law Association, and he has quite an interesting journey and uh, and tons of insight on growing your business from the the bottom up. Uh, So tune in here, let's jump right into it again. Thank you for joining us on our first episode of the In Closing podcast. Well, this is the first episode of the In Closing podcast. Um, I am Jamie Smith, a Title Plus consultant, (laughs) and I'm joined today by Bassam Lazar. Uh, lawyer out of based out of London, and uh, very excited to have you. Thanks for do, doing this here. My
1: pleasure. It. Thanks for being here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, so we've known each other for a little bit, few years going back now. We met at a uh, Middlesex Law Association function. Um, you were fantastic to to meet and and warm up to. Um, and so you know, I did some research on you, of course, in, in doing business together now. And uh, you've had quite the the journey professionally, personally, and um, and you've. Grown your firm, you know, tremendously, and in, in what seems like a short period of time, at least that I've known you. Uh, so I would just like, you know, to kind of discuss uh, some ideas on marketing your firm, starting up your firm, um, you know, things that a lot of folks can kind of take away, and um, you know, just kind of talk about you a little bit. So um, yeah. for those who don't know you, uh, why don't you kind of tell them about your personal and professional journey? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, again, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Uh, so. Personally, we came to this country in 1993, so on a really personal level. We came here as government-sponsored refugees. So this is, uh, for good or for bad, it's not unique. That is a big proportion of how people arrive here. So very fortunate to be here and, uh, and arriving here safely with the rest of the family. And from there, it was pretty much the same as other trajectories of immigrants. So we worked as much as we could, and our parents did their best to put us into schooling. Uh, so we grew up in the City of London. Uh, we were uh, supposed to be in Toronto initially. We ended up in London and it's been... I read
0: that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I don't know where, it, how it got to us as kids at the time, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, the word gets around as, as to where you're going to end up. So we arrived in Toronto. We're thinking we're going to hang around. We don't even know what Toronto is. And then we were ushered to the City of London here. So, 93, we arrived here. And from there, it was... Um, The government agencies playing a role in helping us get comfortable here, get the kids into schools, et cetera. Uh, So it was exciting. Mm -hmm. As much as it was painful initially to leave the old country, arriving here, being helped around by so many people was incredible. And from there, it was elementary school and high school, et cetera. And that was an interesting time as well. But uh, I I, I always wanted to be a lawyer. I hate to throw that around. But... uh, parents got inspired to, to be that, to be a lawyer, and so I stuck to it as much as I could and, yeah, eventually uh, made, that, made that come become true and, and, you know, this is 30 years later now. So right, 30 right. years later, lots has happened and, and professionally uh, was blessed to be accepted into Western as an undergrad, then Windsor Law. Um, And then having uh, graduated from there ended up back in London. I mean, it was it wasn't a plan to end up here But we ended up back here and it's been a great um, Journey so far
0: nice nice. So so I guess you know, from getting out of school, you you already said you've always wanted to be a lawyer. So you knew exactly what, you know, the plan was. It wasn't like when I was coming home from school and my dad, you know, on the ride home, he's like, all right, so what now? (laughs) Literally graduation day, driving me home. All right, what now? I'm like, well, I don't know. He's like, well, you better find a way or make one, right? Um, But so, you know, once you got out of school, was it right away diving into starting the practice and getting things going? Like, how did you kind of get your feet on the ground and start marketing yourself and start driving, uh, you know, business? through your door it, it, it's a tough one uh,
1: generally for lawyers I wish there was a script for us right I mean, we don't come out of law school with a script from the law school telling us to to grow etc yeah uh, so so law school has a limited role um, and I think they've got a lot of work to do in expanding that that's sure. a subject on its own yeah but coming out of law school, your goal is to get articling, and that's part of being a lawyer. So you you go to law school, you pass the bar, and then you article, which is your apprenticeship. Yeah. So initially, it was just to get articling and and be a lawyer, and and then hopefully go into the area that you love. So initially, it was environmental law. But coming out of that articling, etc., you know, at some point, you are figuring out yourself who you are and. And how do you want to practice as an individual? And some personalities aren't made to work in a big firms. And yep. so, so a lot of it for lawyers, it's that. It's figuring out who they want to be going forward. Sure. And a big part of that is also looking around us. We look at the lawyers that we're, um, that we're working with, senior lawyers. And we, we, you know, I thought to myself, do I want to do this or that? And so that was tremendous in helping me get a perspective on what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But um, about two or three years out uh, as being a lawyer, I went out on my own. Gotcha. Um, so that was for the second time and um, I wish I knew a couple of things now that I did then so yeah, yeah. yeah went out on my own it was simply getting out and trumping a business as yeah. much as as as, as simple as, as that sounds it's like a like a candidate running for elections you gotta knock on doors and do these things so yes. we're doing that in a lot of ways right we're not Literally knocking on doors, but I'm networking. Right. I and am figuring out the systems. I'm figuring out the processes. Definitely. But at the heart of it, I need revenue to help my family.
0: For sure. And so, so yeah, cause that because that kind of takes me into, you know, you mentioned your articling phase, and I imagine at that point in time you had some, you know, net uh, some some mentors that maybe helped you out, uh, and you were building your network. But then yeah. also, you know, even when you're out on your own, there was still that importance on networking, and 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 you know, finding. Different funnels and channels to draw business from, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of it too. Uh, my law school experience was quite. Needless to say,
1: our experiences are different in in the same settings. Sure. So in law school, I've got friends that uh, we were very close uh, together, but our experiences were different because they emphasized certain things and I did other things. So my experience in law school was to get out. Right. There were lots of lots of social justice issues that we were part of, protests. Um, bringing people together, collaborating, protesting, as I mentioned, but doing it uh, on different levels with students and, and all that sort of stuff. So I had a I had a personality at that time coming out of law school mm-hmm. that was probably easier to do what I'm doing now gotcha. than a lot of other friends that I have that I don't see them doing it as much or it takes them a little longer. Yes, yeah. So that was tremendous in helping me uh, get out and gotcha. network yeah. and, and not be shy about this or that. And, and, and I'm sure there's other things to that, type of personality, like sure. the custom service work that I did back in the day, but I think come out of law school, uh, it's one thing to say what I want to do, and it's one thing to say I've got mentors that I'm looking at, yeah. but a big part of it is, uh, how have you been shaped? Sure. And I think I was shaped in such a way that it worked nicely for what I wanted to do, which was get out there, yeah. shake hands, definitely, uh, make friends, build relationships, and I can tell you in that time, it hasn't been just business, it's been... Business people turning into great friends too.
0: That's awesome. Cause yeah, yeah. like I even read. Um, well, oh, I was watching the video. Um, you had you're speaking on YouTube, uh, the Journeys of Migration series. Go check yeah. that out. You, um, yeah. And you, there was one statement there where you were, you said the beauty of the journey is the people involved. So I think like that's the, a powerful statement that. Definitely, you know, having that mindset and being out and and willing to knock on those doors and make new connections, but having that mindset that, you know, the, the benefit is not necessarily the outcome of this relationship, but... You know the interaction you're having with this person, their their uh, their role in your journey, right? Absolutely. So I, I think that's that's fantastic and uh, something that you know a lot of people can take away. Whether it's this business, whether it's any business, whether it's you know in your personal life, um, you know there's a lot of benefit to just kind of opening your heart and, and being willing to to reach. And a lot of times folks will reach back, just right? connecting with people. Exactly, like, yeah. It, doesn't, it yeah. doesn't take
1: much to do that, right? Yeah. I'm sure in your experiences as well, it doesn't take much to just connect with someone and see how they're doing. 100%. And a hundred percent. A lot of times
0: that personal bridge opens up the professional relationship as well. Absolutely. Right? You know? And, yeah. and yeah. I know some people try to
1: separate that as much as they can, but it seems inevitable. Sometimes you've got good people, uh, some, some chemistry, mm-hmm. you want to help out each other, you become right. friends. And I'm sure you've seen that as well in, in your... Um,
0: evolution as a professional. I know in my evolution as a professional, that's definitely been the case. For sure. And now, so the folks that you're, I guess, building your network with, is it is it mostly other lawyers? Is it, you know, real estate agents, brokers, surveyors, All of them. developers, All everyone, of them. everyone, everyone. All of them. Yeah, yeah,
1: All of them. Because you're, I mean, depending on what you're in. So, um, you know, it, it's difficult talking about make, uh, as a business mm-hmm. because it, it does come across as, as a little cold. But in my Area of practice. Um, at least what I've tried to do is is always have perspective, step back, and take stock of things. Um, and I always talk about gatekeepers. Sure. So for me, as a real estate and business lawyer, I can't reach out to every home buyer. Sure. But I can reach to the gatekeepers that yes. are realtors, brokers, etc., and they open up the doors to their um, to their clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly. Uh, what I have right now, people will will say, "Hey, this sounds great practice," and et cetera, et cetera. But it really is a product of the people, all these people, right? And so, um, and it's incredible because it's not just about that person uh, as being an end by any means. It's a human being you interact with, you learn from, um, but also they open up the doors to so many other doors that I've never thought about. So I've right. I've reflected on uh, on people this way as well, where I've said, I've been going down these few paths because of this single decision with this individual yeah. where I met at this event and we took a few minutes to chit chat, yeah. right? Then I became a guest at his networking group, then I met four or five other people that have been instrumental in my life, not just been right. instrumental yeah. and so on and so forth. So all it took was this event that we were at. So yeah, yeah. We've, I think we're all, we're all doing that, we just have to take stock of it and realize that we are being shaped constantly by these mm-hmm. little decisions that we make and other people
0: so definitely would, would you say a piece of advice for someone someone whether they're they're younger or they're getting into you know this this line of business you know later in life yeah um, that an important thing for them is to maybe join some associations or professional networks that you're talking about right um, where again whether it's somebody directly related to their field or not they might open your mind up to something maybe that you're not thinking of or, or honing in on that can that can advance your career and I'm sure you've seen it as well attending
1: different events like had it not been I had it had it not been my my attendance at this golf event on yes. that day yep i would not i probably would have met jamie
0: yeah well i would have probably bugged you and sent you a bunch of emails and you would be right. like who is this guy but it would have right? been different <laughs> I mean, but but it was that was i think the
1: first time i met you there yeah uh but absolutely like as uncomfortable as it is mm-hmm. and i don't know if you're you know regardless of the professional you've got to get out i know there are areas of business out there where you can just have SEO yeah. and Google will take care of it for you. right. Our line of business and you know most of the professionals that we deal with, you've gotta get out there and chit chat with people mm-hmm. and um, really think about not just what you're trying to get out of it. I know we're trying to we're beating this horse to death here but it's just getting to know that human being. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes sure. you just know that the chemistry isn't there either. Right. And there's no point in wasting your time because you don't get along. So yeah. it's not about yeah. what you're not trying to get out of each other. Mm-hmm. And I've got lots of uh, friends that I've met uh, through the business networks. We don't do business with each other. Right, We're great friends. So I think that's something
0: to sure. keep in mind starting out. Not so much weight on the professional outcome, but just gotcha. Yeah, like yeah. I,
1: I hope people starting out their business or trying to uh, build something. They're not thinking, all right. As soon as I don't get something from here, that ends- I disconnect. I think that's one of the worst things I've seen. But I, I, so on that point, it's really important, needless to say, to reinvigorate that relationship. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Connect yeah. with that human being and and share some of the things that you have in your professional world or personal world. Sure. Um, so recently we had a, a a thank you event. Right. So I'll typically do this maybe twice a year. So it was the summer thanks it's a it's an expression of gratitude as we put it. So it's was bringing all the people in and I'm sorry you weren't invited.
0: I know I, I was going to say like when did this take place like this what's is, going this on This is here? where you don't talk about certain things because <laughs>
1: the the next thing is I'm sorry I didn't invite you. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Next so time, I'm sorry. All right. And I and this is where I've got to think more about it. But it was an <laughs> event to say thanks to all the people that have helped us. Right. And some of them still find it odd because it doesn't happen enough. Mm -hmm. I'm like, of course, just come in, have food, have a drink, whatever it is that you want to do, and network with people. So we had about 30 people come out um, at a nice event. But it's a way to say to them, thank you for being part of my life. Essentially, that's what it is. You've chosen to be part of my life. You could be part of someone else's life. And it's also about um, renewing that relationship Right, sure. And I think that's uh, sometimes more critical than anything else, right? Yeah. we better to renew that relationship because we do get, right, just like a little comet being attracted to some other gravitational mm-hmm. pull. It will happen with people as for well. For sure, gradually, we, if, if anything, yeah. And that's why you're there. Title Plus will be there for us instead of being us being pulled to other gravitational pulls, right? You he heard
0: that from him. <laughs> I didn't say that. From him, but we appreciate you. Um, So I guess just circling back to where you mentioned, uh, you're talking about SEO and 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 things like that. So, um, of course, you know the personal touch is is you know what you focus on, but of course, you know these passive tools like SEO and social media, that sort of thing, uh, are important as well, right? Now you're very active on LinkedIn, which is it's fantastic. Follow him on LinkedIn; it's great. Follow. Thank you. Thank Um, you. And so I was just wondering, you know, is there particular content or you know uh, social media, one uh, platform versus another that you find comfort in, or, you know, because because I'm a, a millennial, essentially, I uh, referred to myself as an 80s baby, but technically, <laughs> yeah, I'm a millennial, um, and we're attracted to these things, right? A lot right. of the times, we feel comfortable um, doing our own discovery, and, and oh, you know, hey, this person's not speaking about this, I'll, you know, follow that on its social, yeah. and then that'll open my eyes to the, the folks who are in that business, and, and what have you, right? Yeah. Um, so we're comfortable doing that discovery own so how do you essentially market or you know is there a particular attention you pay to folks you know like me in my demographic yeah it's, it's an interesting subject because part of it is um,
1: if we start advertising through certain traditional methods not traditional but the newer traditional methods seo google facebook um i, I guess the challenge that we've had in the past is that you're just getting a bunch of phone calls coming in And uh, there's a bunch of things going on over the phone and we get into certain interesting retainer relationships. Um, And so that's been interesting for us not to revisit. So what we try to focus on is the personal. Sure, okay. I know it's tried and tested it, but it works out for me. It works out for the office. So uh, at a minimum, I keep in touch with the professionals we deal with Sure. at a minimum. So we'll go out for coffees, lunches. Uh, We'll touch base on certain issues that come up. It's easier to talk about a mutual client, if mm-hmm. you know the person very well, you can hold each other to account. So I focus on that, on the person. Um, and, and so I, I do remind myself of uh, reaching out to them, etc. Now, on the social media front and, and advertising. We have a magazine that we advertise in. We try to be different, and, and it works. It's the only real estate magazine in the region. We're in it, and it helps us a lot. Then, social media, the you've mentioned LinkedIn, and that's right. great. That's yeah. great personally. We've got our law practice on there as well. Uh, we don't have a... Facebook advertising strategy. We don't have Google advertising strategy uh, for different reasons. So we try to work on the organic side of it. And it's helped. So we get a lot of clients calling us in and I ask them, how'd you find us online? Right. And there's no advertising going on online. So for our particular practice, a big part of it, I'm not saying that this is the way it's gonna be for the person starting out, but for us, we've built that social capital, that reputation online so there's enough uh, algorithms picking up our information. Sure. So we do end up uh, on their radar yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. But it's a combination of, of of marketing to the people that we know, right. uh, staying active on LinkedIn, which is what people expect me to do as I'm on there, Yes, and then trying to look at different things. And that's a whole other discussion that we can sure. have about
0: how to trump up more business. So yeah, so it's really a combination of that digital touch you know, focusing more heavily on the, the personal, but a, a, that, that digital touch still gets the eyes on you, yeah. right? And then you can kind of qualify that relationship from there and then, you know, transition into a personal one that is longer lasting. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I,
1: I could be wrong about the strategy. I think there's, if you approach a different firm with the similar services provided, they'll say we have a different strategy. And it Absolutely. works for them. And exactly. It's, it's comfortable for them. That, that lawyer, we mentioned about personalities. Yes. That lawyer, May not be comfortable getting out like I do. Right, so that's quite different strategy, yeah. and I and I respect that. And that's as well. yeah,
0: that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. Is that it doesn't have to be cookie cutter. Um, and yeah. of course, you know, we we might be providing advice. We we're kind of more so just having a conversation about you know what works for you, maybe what doesn't work for you. Yeah, and that might be gold for somebody else, but not really you know work for another representative, right? Hundred uh, percent. But you can maybe pull one thing here, one thing here, and then put it together and say, okay, this is me. This is what works for me, and then and then head on, right? Is that is that similar with I'm sure you guys have similar
1: discussions right? on how to get out there and, and what's the most effective way to reach out people. Yeah,
0: and, and it really is a combination. Um, uh, most of our focus is just like you on the personal side, right? Uh, you want to get the eyes, you want to get the attention, you know, sometimes you need the digital tools yeah. to help you out with that. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as you get, you know, I, I might get a, a random email or somebody checks out our website and they, hey, I'd like more information about Title Plus and yeah. that's great. But like I know that immediately I got to develop the personal touch Absolutely. with them. And And um, because that is what is going to earn my client, right? Or at least that's what I find. Um, You know, people want to do business with people that they like, right? So I I try to um, develop that personal bond or build that bridge first and then say, okay, you know, how can we help each other and how can we build this together, right? Which is kind of like what what happened with you and I. Um, Because initially... You know, you 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 had let me know your your position at that point in time, and I said, okay, let you know, is it okay if we work toward um, building our profile to where it, it, there might be a match here? And you were open to that, and uh, and then once we got to that level and then yeah. enhanced some things, you yeah. gave us a shot, and you were a man of your word. You gave us a shot, yep. and, and uh, essentially the rest is history, right? So, um, again, yeah, that's that's pretty much our focus, and um, but yeah, I, I I think that's that's a good piece for a lot of people to know and hear, and and even if you're feeling like you're not doing enough digitally, <laughs> as long as you're, you know, you're focused on that personal side, you know, you can you can grab that Agreed. at any time, right? because that person has the networking as well, right, they're, they're,
1: they're a force of their own with different yeah. people. But on that point, again, I think, uh, yeah, a testament to, to what we're talking about is, Jamie, yeah, you've been fantastic for us. I'll just tell you from my perspective as a recipient of uh, a service. Yeah. Because um, we've had experiences with great products to try to be sold to us. Let's say on the corporate side, it hasn't worked out because the servicing was awful. Great product, awful yeah. servicing. Um, but I know with us, you've been fantastic because uh, you've been there to answer questions. You've been incredibly patient. We have been difficult to kind of get on a platform, et cetera. Again, you heard it from him, not from... Yeah, no, I'll say it. I'll say it because I've been on the other side as well with, yeah. with, with, with clients. But despite all that you've been understanding, you've been, um, and this is important to me, people You you have not been a dead end. I I try not to be a dead end for a potential client. So either I help them or put them to somebody. And similarly, you've been that. So that has helped us really to be reassured that we can continue on on improving that relationship. So attesting to that. that. The other thing I learned um, uh, in politics was at least be the second choice. So knock on a door even if they got someone voted, be so kind and respectful and present such a real substance to who you are mm-hmm. as to be the second choice. And I think, yeah, we were dealing with a certain title insurer, yeah. good people, etc. Has some reservations, and you're right there. And so that helped us a lot in making that decision. That's, uh,
0: that's great. I hope go. my manager is listening right now. Guess, you know. <laughs> it's <being> recorded. <laughs> yeah. Great. Hey, human, hey, look at this. Look what Tom said about me. Great human being behind down? the yeah. camera recording it. So there you go. We've got to uh, give a shout out to Chris yeah, as well. Chris is my guy. Absolutely. Um, okay, so so I guess what I wanted to do was was pretty much encompass how you differentiate yourself. And of course, again, we're talking a lot about the personal side and obviously you're a great yeah. guy. So who wouldn't like you, right? Or want to do business with you. But I remember when I was buying my first house, Okay. Mm-hmm. My father said, Well, I got I got a lawyer for you." and yeah. then my real estate agent was like, Well, I got a lawyer from me, you should yeah. use this guy. And I was like, Well, you know, I, I, I know someone who, you know, I went to school with and they're a lawyer, so why yeah. don't I give them a shot? Yeah. So how how would you distinguish yourself or differentiate yourself from, you know, again, my father's lawyer versus the yeah. real estate agent's lawyer versus my own choice?
1: It's it's a tough one. Yeah. It's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough one, but there's a couple of important lessons here. One, and I'll elaborate on them, is to uh, present the best side of yourself and what you believe in. And then two, uh, don't bring disrepute to the profession. So on the first end, um, if someone reaches out to me, I will give it all. I will reach out to them, answer their questions. It sounds rather simple, but you'd be surprised at the amount of people that reach out for a product and there's a failure to at least acknowledge their existence. Mm-hmm. So. I reach out to the person, if it's via email or uh, via phone call, we'll reach out to them, answer the questions, introduce myself or ourselves, and be as transparent as possible with their uh, about their questions. And then uh, critically, critically, people talk about budgeting and pricing, so we're very transparent that way. There's an issue in certain professions, and I think in certain areas in law as well, about transparency of pricing. And so we are upfront about that. We'll tell them we're going to send you a fee structure so you have an idea about, this and there's the no land. surprises. So that's very important. Sure. And I think that comes across, comes across as, as honest. And so I try to be educational too. So I'll tell them, hey, if you're gonna reach out to other um, law offices, make sure these are the questions you ask. So don't ask about a legal fee, for example, in real estate. Yeah. Ask about the total costs. Mm-hmm. That'll give you a, an accurate picture of what it will cost you. So in a nutshell, I try to be as transparent and honest about it. And the other part of it is I don't engage in, sometimes we'll get this, right? Someone will call in, here's what I heard from the other law office. I do not engage in a race to the bottom. So uh-huh. I, I wanna make sure that the reputation of the profession is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to make sure that the individual on the other side is knowing that we're focusing on the services and we're transparent about the pricing as I mentioned. Right. So I try to focus on the larger picture of the yeah. profession. So I'll do that and that, that can only go so far. Sure. How they're influenced by other people is a different story. And and that has uh, worked in a lot of ways and in a lot of other ways. It hasn't helped. And we just had a individual messages. Hey, I know I said we're going to go with you guys, but my dad said I should go to our own lawyers. So right. you're going to get those as well where they change their mind, et cetera. But there's only right, so right. much you can do.
0: Uh, to advance yeah. who you are. And, and what I'd like to think is that even kind of maybe goes back to, hey, you know, what you mentioned about being the second choice, right? Right. Um, so where you felt, you know, because kind of while you were speaking there, I was thinking, okay, maybe that's the difference between, you know, earning business and just accepting business, right? Well um, said. That's, you know, a, that's a great and, distinction. Yeah, and because again, like that, that, you know, the gentleman or, or lady that you were helping there, and they said, oh, we'll go with our, you know, our family lawyer. Um, God forbid that lawyer drops the ball or they say hey you know what mom and dad like I didn't really like yeah. how they handled this so I'm going to go back to the drawing board yeah. here and, and you know what and that Mr. Lazar, he was uh, you know very helpful and, and gave me the whole rundown and, and gave me information that I can still use and, and take you know yeah. elsewhere so you know what I'm going to go back to him because he seemed like a great guy and, and you know great practice Absolutely. that sort of thing right so that's what I mean is that like you know you, you of course you're in a position to accept the business but you've potentially earned future business even though you didn't get that business initially that's a- great
1: right. And we've seen that as well. You, yeah. That's a great point where people have said, hey, we didn't go with you on
0: this and we just thought you guys were great initially. We'll right. come back to you. So absolutely. Yeah. It pays, pays dividends down the road. Awesome. Yeah. Um, now, is there anything that you would do differently? Like, yeah, at the beginning, you kind of mentioned- all lot. Some things. <laughs> like, <laughs> is there anything in particular, um, you know, that you might do differently and how, you know, could any of these instances been avoided? Yeah. Uh, like starting out the business, et yeah, cetera, yeah, yeah. a lot, yeah, a
1: lot. So it really depends on where you're coming out. But generally speaking, it um, sounds cliche, but you gotta have a plan. Uh-huh. You gotta have a plan. Yeah. And the plan helps you uh, put things that you may have forgotten about. Sure. So generally speaking, if I can go back in time, I'd have a plan about the business. All right, what's my, what's my objective here uh, in five months, a year? And what I mean by that specifically is things like personnel. Do I expect people to come into the office when? And I've got to stay true to those execution dates. Sure. And so that's something that I would generally recommend to people. If you have a problem with it, uh, there are business uh, centers that will help you develop that. So that's one. I think two, um, in terms of a mentorship, uh, I would put a little more emphasis on it. I had some great people to reach out to, but I would make sure going out, I had the people that I needed to go to in difficult times. Sure. So that, that relates to the other point, which is competence. Mm-hmm. It you know, Are we ever fully competent in what we provide and the services we provide? But we can certainly say that depending on uh, years you're out, that will have a large impact on how much. I you know, so I would say uh, uh, to people going out, be sure that you're sufficiently competent to be out there and servicing people on something so important, mm-hmm. whatever area of law it is. And that's the mentorship part, right? You right. want those people to help you out with that. Um, and related, Unrelated to that and maybe back to the business plan, uh, systems and processes. It took me a while to build the systems and processes that I have. I would speak mentors, but specifically people that are on their own. Speak to them don't try to reinvent the wheel in the things that have already been done. Mm-hmm. right? There's no use in that mm-hmm. um, I would have probably focused more on building competence and knowledge and getting out there as opposed to being obsessed with figuring out every system and process of a law practice or a business so I would have uh, Spoken to someone who's already out there and say listen, what do we do here at the outset? What do I need to set up? What are the subscriptions that I need? All the way to the finished product. Gotcha. Um, and that may involve an accountant or a bookkeeper. Right. Right? So you've got the plan, generally, that will help you with these. You've got the mentors in place. Yeah. You've got the systems and processes that someone may have. Um, and that'll involve different individuals, other lawyers, accountants, et cetera. Mm-hmm. All of it so that you can mitigate potential damage. Yeah. All yeah. that sort of stuff. And so those are the... Over- overarching general stuff that I would For have done sure. differently.
0: Yeah, no, and that's that's great because uh, I was thinking too, like once you have that plan and then you have the mentor, then, you know, the mentor can kind of oversee your plan and say, hey, okay, at this stage, this is where you might want to, you know, hey, look at the yeah. accountant or, or hey, here's, you know, typically where I started looking at hiring personnel so you might want to review that at this point. Absolutely. And, yeah, they can kind of help you, uh, you know, you, you've you built this map essentially but they can show you the way. Or they right? didn't do and they'd say, Don't, we didn't do it, we, yes. we, we,
1: we messed up, we should have done it and you should do that. Right, right, right. So okay. absolutely, I think those yeah. are, I think it, it, it's a little painful for people to ponder these things. Mm-hmm. I know it is for me, I just wanna jump in and start something, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is okay. Energy is good and you wanna get moving, but my goodness, taking stock of things and, and figuring out the landscape before you jump into it will certainly help you. Yeah. I know for me, two, three years later, there were lots of things I need mean, fixing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a fantastic bookkeeper that came in. She was incredible. Uh, And she attended to those things, but it took a while because of not being focused on that, Mm -hmm. right? And I can I can tell you if I go back in time, I would I would love to help people with that as well, just to give them a general outline of that because it does, needless to say, pay dividends down the road. Sure, but also save some potential serious issues for a professional like a lawyer.
0: Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff you've uh, you've given us some some very good gems here actually I wanted to mention one thing because you, you had posted on LinkedIn yeah I'm just pulling it up here you're uh, your, your lot post. On there. you had a, a poll that I thought was awesome yeah because um, you were talking about uh, the ebbs and flows of real estate in today's landscape and it's crazy and the question that you says that you that you posed was this you said this real estate reset is taking a toll on purchasers sellers and all of the professionals involved What is your primary concern? So you posted that out there. And it was a very mixed, um, there were four different options, you know, uh, lenders abandoning buyers, buyers poorly prepared, sellers abandoning, uh, abandoned by buyers and all of the above and more. And it was a pretty even distribution. So I found that very interesting. What have you found, um, you know, kind of, the, the, the one aspect or the combination of aspects that has really left people unsettled right now? <laughs> well, first of all, that we talked about earlier
1: before we started that the, depending on the professional, it was interesting how they were grouped in the answers. Yes. So um, it depends on, on their perspective and they have maybe, they're privy to information that we're not. But what we're seeing, um, unfortunately, it are a lot of individuals that bought at the height mm-hmm. and they're holding the bag. And so they saw what, Everyone else was seeing this this hyperbolic rise of valuation, um, and it's wonderful as long as there's another buyer for the product. Right. So lots of folks benefited from this. But what we've seen on the ground in this office is a combination of things that are just making the situation difficult for someone. So if someone buys at the height of the market.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's um, strike one. Strike two, uh, they sell months later when the market has dipped dramatically. Right. So that's strike two, um, and that's important because this the purchase was premised on an assumption. They would sell the property for a certain price and pull that money for that purchase. Right. So they don't sell for the price. They sell for two, 300K less. Uh, the third strike, you go to the lender, and lender says, yes, you've bought it for this price. I know the market was good at the time, but our valuation is about three hundred k less mm-hmm. third strike. So you have a client now saying, "I bought at the max price, I've sold at the lower end, and now I've got a lender that's saying I'm not going to give you the money that you thought you were going to get." Right. So this combination is coming together in our office, and we've seen people um, terminate agreements for consideration. So we've paid the seller a certain amount it, of money to say to get out mutual, to yeah we'll away, mutually yeah. release each other mm-hmm. and you can do as you please uh, we've seen clients we've seen clients go uh, get out of retirement get back into the profession mm. to help with lender approval Wow we've seen that as well uh, we've seen um, we've seen people jump into more difficult financing
0: right like secondary lenders. Yeah. yeah 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 they
1: don't want to lose the deposit substantial amount and also don't forget right there was a, there were there were uh, when you've got a hot commodity lots of traditional checks and balances are out the window so mm-hmm. deposits increase dramatically yes so there's a bigger reason for the buyer not to walk away now they'll right. do anything they can to not lose 50,000 or 100,000 mm-hmm. so we've seen a combination of things yeah um, and obviously it it there, some people say it was expected or a reset was required, but it was going at a pace where it was becoming unbearable for
0: everyone involved. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, for good or for bad, for bad, it happened. Yeah, and now so, have you seen the return of, of things like, you know, home inspection clauses and financing yeah. conditions? And yes. I mean, not too long ago, it was like, what are you talking yeah, about conditions? Like, that's right. If you want this place, you better not have any conditions. That's right. right. But, uh, but so those things are kind of starting to come back.
1: Thankfully, those conditions along with other conditions that are slowing the process down. Yeah. So one, the process being slowed down a little more. Mm-hmm. So one of the big things we saw was, imagine a. this is the table, that's the timeline for a real estate transaction, it was crunched up into this, Right. because of last minute yeah. uh, financing or, or, or the seller wanted to sell quicker, et cetera. So yes, we're seeing more conditions come back and that's nice mm-hmm. Right. to protect people and making sure that they may have this right to step out of the transaction for different reasons. Uh, and
0: generally, we're seeing a calming of things. So okay. we'll see
1: We'll see what happens in the year or five Yeah, months. it'll be
0: interesting, right? I, and I'm sure you'll post more content on this. And, uh, yeah, again, I everyone, will, yeah. you know, follow him on LinkedIn. He's Thank you, Jamie. fantastic. Um, are there any other channels that they should be paying attention to? Or, or I, I know you guys have some content on your website, too, an article section. Yeah. I think Madeline just wrote, uh, put something up on there. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah. Um, but this has been great. Thank you for joining Thank us you. on the first episode, episode one. I'm honored of in closing. Um, Thank you so
1: much for having me. It's been an honor. There's a gentleman, again, behind the camera who's done a fantastic job as well. Uh, It's been an honor uh, working with you and Title Plus. It really has been, and so we thank you for that, and uh, hopefully uh, this flourishes, it will flourish. You'll do incredible things. Thanks for putting me on the hot seat as being the first guest. Yes. (laughs) But honored to be here. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, my friend. I appreciate it, thank you. I appreciate it, thank you.